spoiler alert. This is the only fucking podcast about the Sopranos. So what, no fucking ZD now? Tonight on No Fucking ZD, we'll be talking about drama minor internships, hook shots, and calling out Mr. Mob Boss. The sound of music was already rented. It's an all new episode of No Fucking ZD. Hey, all right. Welcome to No Fucking ZD, episode 41. That fucking band is so good. Yeah, for real. Great song there, too, by the way. Wanted to put it on again. Let's just start it over. <laughs> <laughs> let's, just, oh. let's just listen to that. Hey! Hey, uh, welcome back for another week of No Fucking ZD, guys. We're uh, back. We're still on season four. Still, yeah. Still. It's apparently more than one episode. <laughs> yeah, we found out. We thought this was like the, you know, the end. No, yeah, apparently not. Yeah. Th- this is 41. Yep. 41 episode 41 the podcast is finally 41 years old oh my god it feels like it doesn't it? <laughs> unbelievable uh we're talking about no show today uh and as i said last week i think this is a top 10 episode but again i've said that about more than 10 episodes at this point you do you really think you have Can i don't someone... know nah, i don't know probably Maybe not we'll check the record yeah <laughs> someone, record. someone go back re-listen to everything write everything down send us the transcripts and uh, we'll figure that out well we're trying to have zd in every country so we definitely the translators that are that are translating it to Hindi. Yeah. will definitely be able to help us with that. Big time. Just yeah. Keep a tally. Just working tirelessly to translate that <laughs> shit for us. Thank God. Thank we, God. We, somebody we is. Just, we think there's a market for it. Yeah. Know, English isn't working out so well. No, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, after last week, we lost all of our Canadian listeners, of course. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Did, did, did you ever look up what the capital of Canada is? No, I did not. No. Oh. Did you? No. Yeah. What is it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I looked it up, but then I didn't, forgot just immediately forgot just it immediately yeah. forgot no but you know a long what? week you f- fuck you guys all <laughs> <laughs> right this whole the, the write-in segment's over i've had it <laughs> so stupid canceled it's all canceled it's all canceled <laughs> i was yeah. depressed and ashamed still am still very much i mean that, that's kind of my like general life uh that's where i'm at most of the time but especially after last week i know that's the thing i was thinking about that line and like isn't he normally depressed and ashamed <laughs> yeah almost <laughs> like, always generally speaking almost always yes so i mean unless he's watching the ladies of icelandic air i suppose <laughs> right which always uh spikes everybody up a little bit yeah know? and we got to hurry it along because we've got the ladies of uh of uh u.s airways <laughs> coming by <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they're all starving and <laughs> we said we'd feed them food <laughs> yeah exactly because they don't have snacks <laughs> yeah whoops our bad uh so here we are episode two of season four uh so 41 mm-hmm uh, first draft of NFC. Yes. Would you say that we're in it? I'm in it. Okay. We're I'm, in it. Here I am. Here we go. So, uh, so Meadow starts the episode. Meadow is, uh, has been staying at home, loafing around the house all summer. And, and you know, rightfully so. She's 19 in this episode, apparently. Oh, that's hot. Yeah. So great age. Um, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> which is kind of what you do. I, I really, that might be like the best summer, like right. The, the two best summers well, are, when you get back from college. Yeah, I mean the the best summer actually is is the between senior year and freshman year. But then that other summer, I mean the the summer right after high school. You mean? Yeah, that's the best one. Yeah, but then the second totally best one agree. is probably right after freshman year because like you might have a job, but it's probably going to be like at a grocery store, a restaurant, or yeah, you don't give a fuck. Yeah, it's just it's just and you're only so home for easy. a little while, so you're like, eh, mm-hmm. who cares? Easy to. to just totally regress as she does. Actually, when I was home for my my first summer back from college, I got a job bussing tables at the diner I had worked at in high school. Mm -hmm. Um, When I was in high school, I only worked on Sundays because I was like a teenager and I couldn't work during the week, obviously. Mm -hmm. So I was, I always worked Sundays. It never changed, but I worked the entire summer, like full time at At the restaurant at, at this diner. Yeah. And I found out uh, at the end of the summer that there was a schedule that was posted every week that changed <laughs> weekly. So apparently I had not shown up for work like 10 times. Like nobody said anything. Really? Yeah, totally. See, that's what I mean. You can get away with fucking everything at that age. <laughs> no one said a goddamn thing. It was hilarious. Oh man. They wound up taking me on catering stuff, which was awesome because it was just like smoking cigarettes and barbecuing for like family reunions and stuff. Oh my God. That's great. Um, but yeah, I, I watched this episode and I get super jealous of Meadow in that time period. Uh, of course, my uh, 
my high school girlfriend, or in her case, boyfriend, wasn't murdered to death by my father's co-workers. <laughs> I don't think. You mean think. you weren't murdered by your father's co-workers? Right, yeah. My dad's co-workers did not murder, murder me. Murder your girlfriend's boyfriend? Something. <laughs> I'm saying something here. Uh, <laughs> I'm just not sure what it is exactly. Clearly. Um, but, you know, that's kind of what she's going through. She's, she's for one, already in that age where you can just kind of do whatever the fuck. And then on top of that, you know. Just an even bigger excuse to not give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. But it's a real one, you know. Um, well, and, and Carmela does bring, I mean, this dialogue between them is like one for the books. Yeah. It's amazing. The arguments they have about the TCBY and like the drama minor internship and yeah. all this stuff. It's like the canon. Oh, the canon. This is causing strain because she's just kind of been doing nothing and they yeah. want to see her, you know, uh, getting out there working a little bit, uh, not just laying around the house all day, you know, sucking on the teat of the Soprano family <laughs> tell you. bank account. Well, which we I know mean, is draining. It's it's got to be a drag. I mean, like, not that she wasn't sucking on the teat, like when she's out of the house, right? But she just always gets her way. Like, even you know, going back to like the Cole Porter CD, you know what I mean? Right. Like, she just always, no matter how low she goes, she's not ashamed of being like. By the way, I need five hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah. It's for bucks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Um, she's smart. She's smart, but I, I, I do, I do cut her some slack here because of the, the, the Jack Jr. thing. Yeah, see, her grades you know? were sinking before Jackie Jr. was murdered. You know, true, true. But still, that's gonna be a hard thing. You know, I mean, I that's I'm gonna just... be, it's gonna be a, a little strange, and no one wants to talk about what's really going on there. And I think that 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 Melfi actually is the most insightful she, she may ever be. You yeah, know, in a lot of ways, she 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 says things that I think should be helpful to Tony, but aren't mm-hmm. because. Like, you know, you mentioned last week, they're going to, they're going to have a little bit of a, you know, a, a, a row mm-hmm. as it were about how to approach this meadow issue. Yeah. 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 It's another thing that's kind of like driving a wedge between Tony and Carmela. Cause they, they, yeah. I mean, at first I guess they're kind of in agreement about it. It's like, what's this Europe thing. Right. right. Uh, but then Tony does talk to Melfi and as much as Tony can sort of internalizes the, this whole idea that he's like the template for all of Meadows future boyfriends and her future husband. Um, and Gosh, I think it's gotta be a hard thing to hear as a parent. Yeah. Especially when you're, when you're Tony and you yeah. know what's going on. Um, and you were just watching the, uh, the Icelandic air girls, uh, you know, doing it on the bed. Oh um, gosh. I didn't even, that didn't even occur to me. Yeah. So, you know, I think Tony, tries as best as he can there's that weird shot like you know when there's that weird shot when they're sitting at the table and this is something the show's like never really done before mm-hmm. but we're just kind of like stays on tony's face and that little sound effect comes in that kind of like whoosh sound design is coming like, in there like si- like he you can't hear yeah what they're what what's going on i feel like they should have replaced that with like a, the noise the sound of like a kettle starting to boil <laughs> <laughs> just to make it a little more obvious we could do that and just post it online i guess yeah that's a good idea <laughs> we should do something like that uh <laughs> so you know it gets into his head a little bit and then suddenly he's kind of all for this europe trip in in a really angry tony way but regardless he's still kind of like fine fuck it do it you know? i don't get it though i couldn't tell if he was for it or not because he like starts to yell about like maybe she maybe he wants her to go because she's gonna like learn that life isn't as easy as it's been for her Mm -hmm. or something like that is that what it is because he seems to be discouraging of it while he's saying fine fuck it do whatever yeah i don't know i mean or it just it could just be him just like lashing out when he's feeling uncomfortable like he's kind of known to do you know because what do you mean (laughs) yeah right tony no (laughs) um you know, I, I I don't know. There's there's probably a lot going on there. Uh, I'm sure on the one hand, he's kind of thinking about feeling guilty about Jackie Jr. because he does know that he had something something to do with it, you know? Sure. Even though when he is in that scene with Melfi, when he's talking about it, you know, he sort of brushes it off and is kind of just saying that you know, just the, these drug dealers had nothing to do with me. Well, when you really get down to it, he... It, I don't see it being that far of a thing for him to be like, no, it was Jackie's fault. Right. Well, I guess I'm I'm talking about like the decision to to whack him. I guess. Right. But, like before that, yeah, he blames himself for Jackie going down that that path. I guess that's what you're talking about mostly. Yeah, to some extent, and then uh, you know, and then also, I mean, it is it is Jackie's fault in a lot of ways, and I'm sure he does justify that to himself. But 
at the same time, he did essentially give the order to to kill this guy. Yeah, and uh, so He's, that's what that's weighing he on. Says him. it, but he doesn't say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, which is good. Um, we also get the rare therapy appointment for someone who's not Tony. Right. Which is interesting. It's about as rare as like a dream sequence for someone else, I'd say. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, true. And this therapist doesn't work. Uh, she doesn't work in Tony's favor, I guess. But in, in a lot of ways, like, I mean, it's, it's a funny scene because she's so kind of like crunchy granola and, you know, like she's reaching a little hard. Yeah, me. yeah. But I love like, you know, Meadow being like, yeah, I drank a lot of Jackie's funeral and smoked a joint with my friends. And she's like, well, that's OK. You know, that's, that's OK. Cool. That's, that's cool. like I'm a cool therapist, <laughs> you know, as long as you weren't purging, you know, that's OK. <laughs> I know. I love that. Like what? Because <laughs> I guess like, she threw up. Who morning. the fuck? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. As long as he didn't deliberately purge. Yeah. Just like she's really she's, that woman seemed to be like dying for a teenage issue. Like she's like asking about the molestation. Like, oh, my God, by the way, like one of the funny like, I mean, it's it's crazy, but also like hilarious to think about that. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, I find that Meadow is really able to control herself in that appointment because she basically says that he's in the mafia. And then she goes, don't get carried away. Mm-hmm. He's not. Well, does she, does does she or what's that she, hand motion she makes with like the nose thing? Like she goes like this with like the two fingers and the nose. Yeah, I mean, I and guess she goes, "Oh, the mafia." Like, what the fuck does that mean? I've never seen that. I guess she's just saying it without saying it, but I'm not sure exactly what that's supposed to be. I yeah, it's like some some New Jersey thing that we don't understand. Yeah, so. <laughs> Jersey life. What can we say? I know it's yeah. just like so out there. I don't know, but um, but the the therapist picks up on it. And it's, a, as it is with everyone in the show, a super uncomfortable thing. To hear um, that word, I think. Yeah. You know, even even Carmela and Meadow know that, like, that's not the word you use. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely not. And and it comes back when she calls Tony Mr. Mob Boss, which was kind of a big deal in a lot of ways. It's a really big deal. And uh, it's, it's an interesting episode. I mean, look, I'm not always down for, like, a Meadow-centric moment. Mm-hmm. It's often a little... You know, I don't mm-hmm. think it's bad television. It's just I just don't, I just find her annoying a lot of the time. Yeah. Um. But you know, like this was a, I think this was a good episode because I think we learn a lot about you know Tony's fears and things like that, and like he's really losing control of everyone. Yeah. You know, he likes it when things are like tucked away. You know, like his wife is going to hang out at home. He doesn't have to say goodbye to anyone. Cause he's got shit to do. Right. And like, everyone's just going to stay in their lane while he goes and he like watches these women, like go at it, <laughs> right? And, you know, and like tells Chrissy to kill a cop. Right. And it's like, he's kind of losing that grip a little bit. Yeah. Like stress more than ever. It's always kind of be, been a thing with him, but like mm-hmm. more than ever, you know, he's just, he just looks stressed out. Like even in the body language, oh, yeah. and just, it's just coming at him from all angles here. And, uh, and, but, you know, normally that's that's more at work, and right now it's like it's very much at home, and and uh, oh, yeah. you know between Meadow Carmela and himself. Um, but yeah, the the mob boss thing, the mafia thing. I mean, you know, in that scene where they have that big fight in the bedroom at the end of the episode, when she's just like, "I'm going to Europe, and it doesn't matter," and he's just screaming at her after, screaming after her, and all that. It's a really good scene. Really good scene. But you know, there's they they linger on shots of Tony and Carmela after that because it's kind of like. You know, for so long, they've kind of kept it in the background of the family stuff where mm-hmm. the kids probably know, but, you know, they don't really know. They, they know, know, but they don't, but they know. don't know. Exactly. Yeah. And then to hear Meadow say that, I'm sure it was just kind of insane to both of them and just feeling that. I mean, it must have they must have felt very guilty, I would say. Well, and, and also like for for I think that's a really important point. But I also think that for Meadow, like or, or for uh Tony and Carmela, they're not used to having to have conversations like this with Meadow. Mm-hmm. Not since she like trashed her grandmother's house that one time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like this is not the, this is not how it's supposed to go with Meadow. Like AJ is enough of a fuck up <laughs> right. and they're, they're like really freaking out that Meadow is going to go down that road. Yeah. So, and, or, or worse become like Janice. Yeah. And I guess th- true. I hadn't even thought about that. Dude, but yeah. yeah maybe I mean, going like, off to Europe, like yeah. she's going to get pregnant and have like a kid named fucking Chico or something, <laughs> you know, like true. Name. Actually, I never made that connection, but that's, that's a really good point. So, I mean, it's, it's one of, but also like, it's that whole thing. They don't want her to leave. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and just the fact that this woman said, Hey, go check it out, which isn't a bad, you know, this therapist is doing her job. She's giving yeah. her opinion, but like, it's not what Tony and Carmela wanted to happen. Carmela says that she feels battered 
which right. is so insane and absolutely insane. She just doesn't get it. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's super, super manipulative. Yeah, you know, she's not on. She's not on the level. She's not. They're not like being square, but at the same time, like they've never had to sort of square off with Meadow in this way where the answer isn't obvious. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because she is becoming an adult and they can't like control her world as much. Yeah. And also it's kind of like, well, why not let her just go off to Europe? You know, I mean, the Carmela's talked about when she was dating Jackie, it was, it was, you know, you should be in the city going to museums and, and, and having these like enriching cultural moments, you know? And, And so why not let her go off to, to Europe? You know, I mean, I guess it's just kind of not in their worldview. They never did that. They never really expanded beyond New Jersey. And well, and also, as you mentioned, like the nine 11 thing. True. Like, true. I mean, I, I had to go to Europe like, you know, last summer and, or, you know, like, la- like earlier this year. And, you know, my, my mom is always watch out, you know, yeah. stay vigilant, you know <laughs> right, what I mean? Right, and it's right. like, meanwhile, you get to Europe and people are like, is it safe to be in the United States right now? Everybody's <laughs> shooting each other. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Just like, I don't know. It's like, I don't think, it, I think everywhere is safe and not safe. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I but, mean, it's not Yemen. Is right. What I'm saying, so. <laughs> you know, but yeah, I, uh, it, I guess true. The nine 11 thing probably played a little bit of a part in it, but, all, but also I think it's just, I, I, you know, it's just, it's, it's not something you do. You, you, you go to high school, you meet, your spouse and you get a job and then you Stay settle down in Jersey. And so I think it's like kind of threatening to them in a way, especially mm. Carmela who wants to think of herself as cultured and fantasizes about, you know, okay. reading these novels that AJ's teacher will give her in season five and, and being into art and going to museums. But she, it's, it's maybe threatening to her a little bit that I think so. And Tony, you know, Tony's threatened for a whole other host of reasons. He doesn't like it when people like change and like True. spread their wings and stuff like that. He wants her to stay in this little zone, yeah. you know? And I think that's one reason why he likes animals a lot too, is because he kind of, you know, he can, you can kind of, uh, manipulate their world a little bit. Yeah. And they tend to just kind of do their instinctual thing and not really go outside of the box and stick to their home and the pool. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) They don't go work for the Southern Poverty Law Center. Right, 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 right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And so, of course, yeah, it it does come between Tony and Carmela. You know, he's he's trying to tell her it might be a good thing. She'll go off and meet an Italian guy or some foreign guy just to... And and Tony lives in the modern, modern world. He gets that it might just... Carmela immediately thinks, oh, she's just going to marry some foreign person from Europe. And he gets like, no, they're just going to date a little bit and be young. And uh, but Carmela doesn't really get that in this instance, you know? Yeah. Carmela is this season. We see Carmela kind of become a little bit more old fashioned, I think. And even mm-hmm. in the way that she dresses, like her hairdo mm-hmm. when when Furio's coming in and like the way she does her lips and she looks older. You know what I mean? A little bit. Yeah. And then like season five. Whoa, daddy. <laughs> Hot fire. You yeah. Know? Yeah. She she like dials it back, you know, a few years in a way. But she looks old fashioned and like, you know, she and she really does like she is in this place where she's like uh, the the wife of the Don. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think she's like, I don't know if embracing it's the right word, but she's just like kind of, you know, got this traditional vibe and mentality. Yeah. From what I can see. Which maybe again is another post. 9-11 kind of thing, you know, where it was maybe. kind of like a return to normalcy type thing, or sure. I don't know, maybe I'm reaching. Um, it's it's certainly causing problems at home, and uh, again, between them. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Meadow doesn't go in the end. She kind of, she goes missing for a little bit, and uh, yeah, and yeah. they're sort of concerned. I love Sylvia coming by, and, and Tony being like, we think she ran off to Europe, and he's just like, Europe, and that just immediately changes the subject. Yeah, like, yeah. no one really cares about anyone's personal problems on The Sopranos. That's totally true, and it, the same thing happens when AJ tries to off himself. Everyone's, like, oh. trying to give the condolences, but, like, yeah. is sort of just like, okay, I, look, man, I tried to make you feel better for a second, but, like... If it didn't work, then sorry, then like, don't <laughs> press me. Like, what do you want me to do? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I gave it a shot. All right. Right. Um, but yeah, so Meadows in flux, but I don't know. I feel like her story kind of wraps itself up this episode. Well, yeah, I mean, she returns to Columbia in the end and she's taking this morality class. So, you know, again, this goes back to, I think that she's just at an age where she's really thinking about her family and what her dad does and just kind of how scary he could be and yeah. how maybe he's not uh, doing everything on the up and up. 
she calls both her both of her parents out on their work ethic, which it, rightfully so, because neither of them really have great worth a great worth ethic, work ethic. I think that's true. I think it's true, and it's not true. Like Tony has a work ethic, but like he likes the the windfall. You know true, I mean? but they're also arguing about no show and no work jobs in this same episode. God, that's a good point. Actually, so, <laughs> so I mean, you know, she's right to call them out. Yeah, but so Meadows going back to college. Yeah, on the lasagna, and uh, in a weird way, I mean, this will this will eventually lead to her getting into to law and essentially defending guys like her father, which, as we learned last season, that is the almost exact opposite of what Tony wanted for her. You know, I guess that's true, but but we also know that it's incredibly lucrative from junior situation true very true she could be an audio expert um <laughs> let's like talk us. about let's talk about misty who's fine as fuck by the way <laughs> where did she come from where's her emmy by the way <laughs> <laughs> an amazing backdoor scene there and that sounds Ooh, weird yeah. <laughs> but she quite literally comes into the house via the back door just to hang out at the pool yeah uh bad influence on meadow bad influence i mean it's just like i mean meadow is you know she's uh she's like di- she's regressing Right. And digressing, but she's like regressing and she's kind of like playing footsie with like being kind of like a Jersey thought. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that's really what she looks like with the hair and like the sunglasses. Like she wakes up and like puts the sunglasses on her head. Yeah. And then Misty shows up and they're just going to lay out. Yeah. And like, by the way, is it cool for people to just walk into someone's house smoking? Cause like no one ever is says she smoking. Yeah. Misty's smoking. And like in other episodes, like someone walks into the house with a cigarette and no one like says anything about it. Like my mom would have like, like, yeah, what the fuck? Take yeah, that. Yeah. My mom thinks that if you smoke within like 15 feet of a door, it's going to like, like ruin the value of a house. <laughs> but I mean, I guess that's very, very California. But like, do people do that? Do people just walk into each other's houses smoking? I feel like certainly not now, but uh, not I in don't 2002 know. either. I feel like, huh? I would think I would. I, I actually, I guess I somehow didn't notice that, but yeah, I would, I would think that, but I guess, you know, when you're in the mafia, who knows? I don't know. Yeah, completely. Allegedly. 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 The alleged right. mafia. The alleged mafia. Everybody's smoking everywhere there. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, but so yeah, so Meadow, cool. Yeah. I mean, we, we, she causes Tony to examine things. I got to say one of my favorite things is when Tony, <laughs> Tony says, uh, Tony comes into the room and, and. Carmela says that, you know, she's decided to go to Barcelona and that like Dr. Wendy, Wendy Kobler or mm-hmm. whatever, Barcelona, Barcelona mm-hmm. didn't, didn't really help the situation. Um, she, he, he goes, wait a second, wait, wait. And he walks across the room <laughs> and he goes to sit and he starts to sentence again and he goes to sit down and yeah. he sits down on a cereal bowl yeah. like, <laughs> under a magazine. That. I've had that cereal bowl in my room. Yeah. He's also wearing one sock in that scene, yeah. which it was but, just, but it takes like four cuts to like get the wide shot yeah. for us to find that out. Like it's like, it's like way it's like four minutes later you see that he's only wearing one sock. But yeah. Like when he like storms at her, he's wearing one business sock too, which is great. It is a business sock. That's yeah. True. They found great ways to just like throw in, a ton of really realistic humor that is fucking hysterical. It's it, it is really, really good. And like the shit that he says about traveling in Europe, like wait till, wait till she finds out you got to get a permit to work in France, which the French hold on to like that balls. <laughs> like, dude, it's just like, it's so good. He's so good at arguing a point. You yeah. know what I mean, but really like the best is when he's done arguing and just like talking about like what a bad decision it is. Like, fine, do it, whatever, yeah. you know? <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's, uh, yeah, he's amazing. Um, the Mr. Mob boss, I mean, we talked about it a little bit, but the Mr. Mob boss moment is fucking great. Um, just like, he's like terrifying. Meadow's suddenly very terrified. You know, I feel like she's, mm-hmm. you know, in, in a weird way, Tony's kind of, I think, purposely revealing himself to her in a strange way. You yeah, know? sure, it's like, sure. uh, Cause she suddenly is extremely scared. And I think like even maybe watching it the first time, I, I don't really remember, but you're kind of like, oh, fuck, like, what is going to happen here? Is he going to be Mr. Mob Boss with Meadow? Which, yeah. of course, now is kind of, you know, he would never act like that. No, of course not. But it's still scary. And it's still, I think, like, kind of like the S- the SUV, the SVU from, the uh, SVU, yeah. from season two. I was thinking two. about that. Exactly. Like, yeah. He's, he's like here, facing it a little bit. Yeah, here's, okay, um, yeah, I'm Mr. Mob Boss. Like, here I really am. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's just really cool I, I i remember this that just being like a really big moment i feel like they everyone in that scene submitted that for their emmy nomination that year it's really really heavy because um she like she really stands out to him and she scares him because like you know the way he's saying like you try me his voice is like kind of tra- he's like really emphatic and he's like i need to 
like prove it to her or something. Mm-hmm. He needs to, he needs to say something mm-hmm. that's going to make it like, you know, like sort of get her off of his scent in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, it's just, it's, it's a great scene. Mm-hmm. Really well done. Really, really well done. Yeah. Um, and Carmela ends this ends the episode thinking that that metal blames her, but I I guess I'm not really sure why, um because I don't know I, I mean I guess like Tony and Meadow have just always been close and she knows that mm-hmm. and and I don't and maybe she I don't know maybe Carmela feels that she is feels somehow guilty in this mafia thing from enabling Tony, but I'm not really sure why Meadow would would definitely blame Carmela, but. Uh, I don't know. You know, but Meadows always shit on Carmela a little bit. Yeah, true. I don't know. Um, And then, again, this education thing comes up there, comes up here, you know. Neither of them understands. uh, Meadows Meadows therapist is right that neither of them understand that education, like, lasts a lifetime and it's not just a college thing. Right. But they think that it's a sheet of paper. It's like a very, it's a very immigrant, like, way of looking at it. It's a very Italian way of looking at it. It's just what you do kind of thing, you know. Exactly. Um, So... Meadow won't go to Europe. We'll have a lot more of her at uh, at Columbia in and around in and around town this season. Oh but, boy, yeah. But uh, great moment, and then of course, it mostly is setting up. Aside from what's just going on with 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 her, this the Tony and Carmela split for later on. So yeah, they're uh, they're you know we're getting a whole lot of wedges mm-hmm. driven between them, like on every level, financially and in terms of their parenting style and stuff like that. So yeah, uh, and then we've got Furio. Whoa True. Boy. Yes. Who makes so a it, quick appearance. It's like obvious at this point that she's like, there's a little chemistry between them. Yeah. Yeah. And that's actually what's so great about that. Uh, the scene when Tony's changing in the closet and talking to Carmelo about this, you know, when, when he's just like, why, why can't she go? She'll meet, meet a foreign person. There's like, so there's a lot of layers to that scene. Cause Tony's mm-hmm. like, well, what about look at Furio? Like he's an amazing guy. Like, don't you think? Yeah. And like Carmelo's just kind of like, yeah, totally. You know, like, there's just so much going on there. Tony feeling guilty about just being in the mob, right. feeling guilty about Jackie Jr., uh, f- being just aware of the example he's setting for Meadow and who, sh- who she's going to eventually settle down with. And then, of course, Carmela really not loving Tony all that much and actually kind of being into somebody else who is right. like the person Meadow could end up with. You know, it's just really it's cool. I don't know. Yeah. I'm and, impressed and, by it. I mean, do you, do you think that that Carmela's like thought of it is that small that she thinks that Furio is like the alternative to a guy like tony for her daughter maybe she i mean she's like he's sensitive he what uh, we'll get there eventually not but, the wallpaper man yeah <laughs> i mean we'll, but yeah we'll get there but she says he's sensitive he listens right i mean or maybe that was the wallpaper man i don't remember but <laughs> <Furio> <laughs> that's all she's looking for yeah there's yeah, a guy with a ponytail who listens you know? right uh oh but i feel you completely great feel me <laughs> please feel me uh okay let's uh let's that's wrapping up meadow for the week more to come with her for this season and uh, yeah. more with furio and, and and carmella as well uh let's take a quick break we'll come back and we got a lot of cool mafia business in this episode that we should talk about and uh some there more is there is which is great because boy oh boy is it fun yeah yeah also, some faces of, I mean, some faces of death. You <laughs> True. Know, which is yes. pretty funny. I For love, the Christian documentary we're working on. Dude, I, I love, I mean, it, it, there, every now and then the show has something that really just like, I go, oh, I remember when that was. Yeah. yeah you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? And faces of death is one of those things that I'm never going to think of ever again, except for like seeing it in, in the, in this episode when I rewatched it. I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot about those. I never <laughs> yeah. watched it, but I remember that they were there. We should do a faces of death podcast next. Oh God. <laughs> all <laughs> right. <they> analyze. <laughs> yeah. We won't do that. Okay. Uh, all right. We'll be back in a minute. Uh, sit tight, I guess. I don't know. Do what you're doing. Take your time. We'll see you. No fucking ZD is brought to you by High Speed Internet Access. If I were a carpenter. And you were a lady. Because I just like fucking wearing Velcro, okay? Stop fucking giving me <laughs> shit about it. <laughs> Welcome back to No Fucking ZD. Uh, episode 41. No so, show. One of the worst Chris jokes of the entire series. <laughs> yeah. He comes in with that carpenter douchebag shit. Oh, he's riding high. He's riding real high in this episode. He's high as balls, too. And probably, yeah. <laughs> well, that too. Yeah. <laughs> that was an accident, but yes, he is. That's for sure. There are no accidents in No Fucking ZD. Of course not. We're smart. Um, 
Yeah, we left off saying that uh, a lot of cool mafia stuff. And so we're going to get into that cool mafia stuff right now. Yeah. So essentially, like we, we you know, we know that Polly is uh, folding laundry, mm-hmm. <laughs> as one might say, um, up in uh, Youngstown. Right. So there's a bit of a there's a vacancy, as right. one might say. Yes. Um, so basically, uh, we have a meeting, a uh, new thing, actually, Tony does not stick around. Yeah. He leaves after a, a, a blue joke. <laughs> actually, we should probably start with that, I guess. Okay. Mafia stuff. Oh, I'll tell it. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm never going to do it as good as Ralph does, but it's essentially that Jenny Sack, Sack is so fat that they're removing a 95 pound mole from her ass, Yeah, which, uh, Take, your mo- take a moment to laugh at that at home, by the way. I know I told it really well. So just take a second, <laughs> laugh, compose yourself, come back. Yeah, uh, pause. This will, this will, of course, cause quite a bit of drama for such a, uh, you know, innocent, I mean, quote, unquote, you know, wink, wink, innocent little joke here. It's a mean fucking joke. It's, it is mean, but, you know, come on. I mean, uh, yeah. yeah, well, I guess, yeah, it's mean no matter what. <laughs> there's, well, there's really no way to defend it. Yeah, but, you know, this is, this is. This is going to come around big time. Cause some real shit. Yeah. And one of the other top 10 episodes of the series, uh, the wait, which will be a few episodes away, but fantastic episode. Really good episode. Um, yeah. So that, that will, that will cause some problems eventually. Yeah. Ralphie in general yeah. is going to cause a lot of problems this season. Um, yeah, that's so totally true. Let's just be prepared for that. Yeah. So that's interesting. And I just want to point out Tony, Tony patting him on the shoulder. After True. he tells that joke. True. Tony's, I, Tony's a party to this joke. He is, yeah. And I, I it's been a little while since I've seen this, but I kind of forgot... I, I I forgot how much invo- how involved he was. Yeah, he's right there laughing it up, yucking it up, if you will. Everybody likes the joke. I mean, even Polly, little Polly, likes the joke. He just doesn't realize what he's doing when he tells big Polly when he passes it along. But why would he? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. it's their family, you know? You gotta stay inside the family. That's what they preach. You right. know what I mean? But right course they go back on that and i like how he changes it's surgically taken off for it you know like he like like polyizes it yeah a yeah. little bit which oh, is really little poly funny. little poly who got left alone in 11 degree weather yeah <laughs> standing outside like an asshole oh boy um he, he we get a good dose of little poly this episode he comes around every so often yeah nice yeah. nice to see him him and like albert are, are always nice to see and they always bring a little more comedy to the series that's died on the vine yeah which is always well deserved um, but at, at this meeting, we learned some new stuff, uh, about no show and no work jobs, which is very new to me the first time I saw this and still kind of confusing in a way. Uh, and there's a little bit of infighting for this. Ralphie, as always, seems to be the one holding the cards here. That's true. Yeah. Uh, um, but, uh, yeah, we, we learned through little Polly and through Patsy who has to remind little Polly not to speak by the way. That's that big Polly is in jail, needs a little bit of help, right? Looking to negotiate how many no work, no show jobs he can get. Looking which, to get more, yeah. Looking basically. to get more, yeah, because he's like Junior has to cover a lot of legal fees and has also been off the street for a little while. Also, his mom is at Green Grove, right? She's still is there, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So she that's expensive. Eight grand a month. Fuck still me. shocking. Still very shocking. Um, but I, I love this kind of stuff, you know, that's, that's not like, you know, normally when you're dealing with the mafia and TV and film, it's, it's like, who's going to whack who and these, yeah. these big kind of classical, if you will, romantic mafia, yeah. uh, jobs. And this is just interesting to me. You yeah. Know? Th- yeah. This is like small stuff. This is, this is definitely guys like going after scraps a little bit, but also moving things around because, you know, some of them are really on that tip where they want to, they want to try to help keep Polly happy because he's in jail mm-hmm. and they feel that, you know what I mean? Like Patsy is Patsy. I feel like is really good about that. You get a lot of looks for, there's a look <laughs> quite often from Patsy yeah. in this particular episode yeah, where he's like kind of not feeling certain things, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, so he gets passed over for, for the essentially passed over, right? Cause should, he does for sure. So is Chrissy in Polly's crew? I guess I guess you could say that, right? I mean, I think so. Yeah, because it's kind of like Chris, Silvio, Polly, and Tony are like that crew, right? You know, and then there's like sure. the April crew over here, and the so and so crew over there, and right, you know. So yeah, I would say he's in that crew. Yeah, yeah, and so like, so he's in the crew with little Polly and Patsy mm-hmm. and Vito. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, no, Vito, I guess, is with Ralphie. Oh right? yeah, he's in the April, <laughs> the ex April crew, I guess. Right. Um, but so so. So spoons or not spoons, but <laughs> Patsy feels like he's passed over. Mm-hmm. Essentially, he definitely does. He's yeah. much older. 
much older, much better at his job. You know, it's totally true. Like right before Chris pulls up with his, if I were a carpenter and you were a douchebag yeah. thing. And he's like gloating about not having to go to the site. Like Patsy's the one saying like, pick up the ice cream wrappers. Yeah. Come on. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. You know, I like him. He's a nice guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's funny though. Cause like Patsy just kind of keeps a low profile the whole, whole time. And then you could argue sort of winds up in the best position at the end. Marrying into the family. Right, right. Uh, That's totally true. I'm sure a lot of people out there have m- many different interpretations of the finale, but, you know, uh, if... if uh, Patsy's probably not dead. Patsy's almost certainly not dead, yeah, but I'm just... I, I just mean, where we leave off eventually, Patsy's in with Tony Soprano. Like, yeah. By, fam- by blood now, essentially, you know? That's totally true, and so Tony may have found his guy. Yeah. Uh, wow. End of podcast. <laughs> that's it. We figured <laughs> it out, right. finally. Good yeah. Call. Um, but yeah, he, he cares, he pays attention to detail and, uh, actually, you know, is, is, was, was, would have been a much better choice than Christopher for sure. Right. And this is, this is, um, one of the only times you see him go ballistic on someone. Like even yes. when he's threatening to shoot off Gloria Trillo's tits, like <laughs> it's scary, but he, he doesn't do anything. But like he really boils over at the construction sites. And yeah. Beats, beats up that Ralph Bunch guy. Yeah. <laughs> Just really, really, really good. Yeah. Moment. Brutal, brutal, but, but really good. Yeah. Adriana's reaction is the dumbest. She's like, Oh my God. <laughs> Just desensitized to it all. Did he give you the money? <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. So, so the no show, no work thing um, Fuck. sounds very stressful w- waking up and worrying about what not to wear, what not to put in your lunchbox. <laughs> You've explained this to me before, but what the fuck are those again? So basically they have a deal with the construction unions where, you know, it's I think a lot of it's for W-2s and tax purposes. Mm-hmm. They essentially put their guys on the payroll and uh, just kind of depending on the job and depending on what what they negotiate, they'll get like a couple no work jobs where they basically have to show up and sit around on lawn chairs and eat the good donuts today and just kind of right. sit from 1030 to three, by the way. Bummer. Which is, I mean, oh my God, just that I sounds unbelievable. Imagine. Yeah. I mean, it sounds super stressful. You're right. Yeah. Uh, and then there are just straight up no show jobs where I'm assuming either, you know, under Christopher's real name or maybe some kind of alias or something. Mm-hmm. He'll get the W-2, the paychecks, the all that kind of stuff. Right, 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 um, right, right. But he just does not have to show up. He's in charge. He has to make sure they're doing their thing and not causing any problems. Um, but Which he isn't really helping with. No, not at all. He's, he's mostly he's starting shit. Mostly and then like doing drugs and then not, <laughs> not being... Uh, not having good leadership skills. So why was he chosen? Is this part of... Of, of Tony's whole thing to endear himself to, to Chrissy? I would think so, yeah. Maybe just kind of bring him up a little bit, build him up, kind of help him get, get you know, I mean, I get guess it's, it's a learning experience. It's, it's more education, if you will. Um, well, it's true. I mean, he learns a lot kind of right off the bat about how shitty he is at it. Yeah, for sure. So I think, yeah, I think Tony is, is kind of helping groom him a little bit more. I mean, Chris says to Adriana at some point that's, that Carmela won't be first lady forever, which, ah, right, you know, right, right. so I guess he's thinking like, this is it. Like I'm on the fast track to being the next, the next boss. And yeah. You know. and meanwhile, he's shooting up in his toes and stuff. Right. Right. So, so Chris is put there. And like one of the first things that happens after, after the announcement is he makes this joke about getting wings in his hair t- to Syl. Yeah. And right at that moment, you're like, why doesn't Syl think that's funny? Yeah. And so I wonder like, why does Syl also feel passed up? I don't get it. I mean, I can't imagine he would, right? He's he's like sitting pretty at, uh, you know, at being the consigliere. And, and uh, what does Syl have to really worry about? I feel like whatever Tony makes, Syl makes like probably the second most, right? Yeah, I, I, would I think so. But it's just it's just strange to me because there's like straight up animosity. There's like it's like there's discord in yeah. this episode, you know, between him and Syl. Between Chris and Syl. No, between, between Tony, Tony and Syl. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe also part of it is just that Tony is so wrapped up in this meadow drama that he's just taking a, like a super hands off approach. And maybe that's causing some resentment, you know, because because they, they talk in a later episode about Tony, like showing up to a dinner and then immediately leaving. Mm-hmm. And some guys were like sort of offended by that. Right. Right. So maybe. Yeah, that's that's later on when um, when Tony Uncle Al is on the run. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and that they, they're not so nuts about. But like this one, like I because he says, you know, if you feel like Chrissy usurped you. Right. That's not how it is. Yeah. I, I'm not really sure because I feel like whatever Christopher's making, Silvio's making more. Yeah. 
And maybe, you know, does Silvio have allegiance to, to Patsy for some reason? I don't, he might disagree with Tony that Christopher shouldn't have got that job, you know, because they talk, they have that, that might scene, just be it. Yeah. Then I, because they have that little scene where they're talking about him having like a Napoleon complex and Tony's like, good, you know, and Silvio, ever the cool, <laughs> cool head in the room is kind of like, no, of course, no one's questioning his leadership skills, even though fucking everyone and their mother is questioning Christopher's leadership skills. He sucks. Skills. He's terrible. He sucks. He, he died. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, just way too hands off and, and just loving it too much and, yeah. and thinking just way too highly of himself and Completely. doing lots of blow and heroin. <laughs> so fun, you know, um, I mean, yeah, it's totally, I mean, he's just, he's just bad. I don't even know what else to say. And then he, and then, I mean, on top of just alienating everyone, they start stealing all this shit like, right. right on his watch and everything. Right. Yeah. I guess, I guess in general, there's just a lack of leadership in this episode because that's true, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, not a lot said in that scene where they're talking about the fiber optics. It's just a lot of like stares back and forth, you know, like and, and like kind of like little nods like, yeah, well, maybe I don't know. Yeah. No one really says to go ahead and steal these cables, but it really does come back to Christopher and he's taking a hands off mm-hmm. approach. And yeah. then on top of that, Tony's taking a hands off approach. And then I think just, you know, these guys, like David Chase said, when we when, when we hung out with them that night at the, uh, the Vulture <laughs> Festival, they're just always scamming. These guys are always looking for the next scam. It's you know? true. And they and they're, and they're like, but in this case, the, the scamming is like gone full circle. So they're like actually scamming something that's already a scam and it's complicating things too much. Yeah. Yeah. For the guys at the top, you know, yeah. it's a little enron like you said in the last episode, it's a little Enron yeah. vibe <laughs> because like the guys at the super top are really benefiting from this construction thing. Right. But the guys at the bottom are having to like push hard for the no show jobs and like all that stuff. Right. So it's an interesting situation. Yeah. And it's, uh, uh, yeah, there's like just, I guess, a vacuum there. And they're all kind of like just, mm-hmm. just reaching in and trying to grab what they can. And well, and it's a new, I think the whole Esplanade thing is like a like a new level for the show. I love that they came up with this scheme. Yeah, me too. And that 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 everyone's working on. And, and as I've said before, like we get, you know, New York is brought in on this and we get guys like Zellman. Uh, right. who are going to come and, and join us <laughs> in Soprano land. Yes. Which is a lot of fun, you know? So yeah. Speaking of Johnny Sack. Yes. We get a little Johnny Sack. Uh, we do in this episode? Or, yes, we do. No, I guess that was last episode, actually, but he's th- he's mentioned. And I, guess mentioned. Thinking, I guess I'm just thinking of Pauly yeah. hearing about that joke. And right. He, he doesn't think it's funny. Not at all, because Johnny Sack <laughs> is suddenly his new... Uncle Johnny is his new best friend. and. Dude. How that happened, you know, I mean, I guess Polly was pissed off for the same reason Chrissy was, right? He was pissed off because of that, uh, the safe thing that, that Tony kind of chose Ralphie right, over, right, over him. Right, So So Tony's having a little trouble right now. Mm-hmm. Chrissy is, I mean, Chrissy's neither here nor there, but then Sill's pissed at him and, uh, and Polly is thinking about jumping ship. Mm-hmm. And, and being played by, by a very, uh, Johnny Sack is quite the snake. He's quite skilled. the snake in the grass. Amazing. Ex- extremely, yeah. Yeah, we we didn't really talk about him too much last week, but that is a, a great scene where 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 Polly does call him and Johnny Sack could give a fuck about his personal problems, you know. I know. <laughs> he's he's telling him about how he got arrested. He's like, whatever, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just, just keep going. Yeah. Uh so he's uh still continuing to peek to poke his beak in and yeah. uh and and he'll I mean he will come back in a big way at the end of this at the, uh, well in a couple episodes when they they think about getting rid of Ralphie but then also he's making he's going to make some big moves coming up or he's totally. going to try at least yeah. I mean that whole debacle is really that's I think that I, again the season I feel like it's a little bit slept on because it has some of the best like mafia related moments it does you know, with these little these little disagreements and then the whole thing about about the the joke about Ginny mm-hmm. how it comes back and it winds up being something that like Johnny Sack has to be afraid about mm-hmm. or should be you know it's very intricate and it's very well done this season how these dynamics play out and like they're not having a ton of trouble finding schemes right but they're still getting into trouble together. You right. know what I mean? And like things aren't super harmonious. No, not at all. Yeah. And, and I, I agree. I, th- I think it is super interesting. Like I, I do understand why people feel that it's a little slower because it is a little slower than normal, but it's actually There's probably a lot more going on there. There is. I mean, it's, it's much more complex, but a lot slower. But also I think that it's probably just a lot more realistic, you know, I mean, mm. The, like True. the mob, True. even in 2002, the mob wasn't going around killing a bunch of people. They just weren't. You know, there were more guys like Tony who just like didn't want to bring the heat. They're focused on the money and you they're know? focused on the money. Exactly. And they were getting into like Wibistics and, you know, Wibistics. real estate and all this other shit. 
So when when season four first aired, it was like, okay, like when are we getting to the action? What's happening? You know, when are people gonna? They're trying to avoid that. Yeah, and and in real life, that just wouldn't really happen. You know, they were killing like ten people a season for the first three seasons, and that just didn't at that point in time wasn't happening in the mafia. Yeah, and it and, wasn't like that stuff doesn't work out that well. You right. know what I mean? Um, so a lot of really good stuff happening with that. Mm-hmm. I feel like we should talk about Adriana. Yeah, I think we, as speaking of bringing heat, I think we do have to talk about that. Yeah. Uh, and that's for multiple reasons there with Adriana. <laughs> boy, oh boy. <laughs> She's looking good this season. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. Not feeling great, but looking great. Booyah hottie, <laughs> as it were. We get a little foreshadowing about her IBS, which is kind of cool. Uh, so with her vomiting everywhere. Yeah, yeah vomiting I guess absolutely so. Absolutely everywhere. It's yes. like disgusting, and I love it. Yeah. But, um, the scenes with I, I I love how Christopher's drug use mm-hmm. essentially was wound up. What I love how Christopher's drug use essentially was what wound up like springing the the friendship between Daniel and Danielle and Adriana. Mm-hmm. You know, and like making it kind of this this point of contention because mm-hmm. Chrissy is like you know he's just fucked up all the time and mm-hmm. he's got all these ideas in his head with his fucking videos <laughs> you and your fucking videos. <laughs> <laughs> and like, it's, uh, you know, you kind of think to yourself, like, is Danielle going to go for it? Like what's going to happen? Mm. You know what I mean? Like she doesn't know what to do. She's put in a really crazy position there. Right. And like, I got I do you think she's a good undercover agent? Like, is she holding it down pretty good? I, I think so. I mean, you know, she she gets out in the. I mean, to back up a little bit, yeah. So she comes to the the club and uh, and Christopher, who's been denying that he was at all interested in this woman the whole time and saying there's something off about her, yeah. uh, does a little cocaine and tries to do a little threesome with with uh, Adriana, his fiance. Nothing wrong with a threesome. And, and nothing wrong with that. Sure. And. Uh, she I, she's professional as much as she can be, I guess, you know, <laughs> I, I don't know. She's she's a little ruthless, I got to say, you know, like when when yeah. when the jig is up and we, we find out or Adriana finds out that she's an FBI agent. Mm-hmm. She's so cold. Super like it's 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 sad. It's super sad. Well, I think that she she's like an interesting character because it really does not feel like she's ever seduced by all of it. Like she's always kind of like looking at the bags that Chrissy brings home and she, yeah. she doesn't look like she's lusting after this life or anything like that. Yeah. I don't think, and I actually think she's kind of resentful about it. Yeah, totally. I, I think like Adriana gets that bracelet from Christopher and she makes the comment on it. Danielle Deborah says something about it in that scene where Christopher tries to finger bang her a little bit. Um, and then when they're in the FBI offices and Adriana's thrown up everywhere, there's that shot like with, with Danielle's looking at Adriana covered mm-hmm. in vomit and then it pans down to the bracelet. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. So absolutely. Like, yeah, I guess is she being a good undercover agent? Maybe. But she's also being a human being. I think like weirdly resentful. She's and perhaps a little bit too resentful to like do the job right. Maybe. Because yeah. like you think of Skip and how he was dealing with Big Pussy. Yeah, he was kind of chummy with him and was really yeah. trying to like kind of tap dance around that. Yeah. Um, while not letting him get too close and also not letting him like slip too far away. True. Yeah. Um, I guess it's a little different, though, because Skip wasn't like undercover pretending to be somebody else. That's a good point. Um, but yeah, I agree. I don't know. But he was kind of a little bit. True. True. He was definitely trying to like placate, you know? Yeah, for sure. And he, wore, he wore sweatsuits. Right. <laughs> oh, you don't um, think he just, that, you don't think that's what he wore to the FBI agent, <laughs> FBI office I mean, I every really day? I really wish that that was the case. I like, wish they had Danielle doing that. <laughs> she just showed up in like a tracksuit every time. <laughs> that would have been incredible. I'm undercover. What do you mean? <laughs> You're like, no, we want you to go undercover with the women. Oh shit. Okay. <laughs> but like, they no. should have tried for the guys. And, and, and I, I love the perspective of, of the FBI guys like agent Harris and, um, the the boss whatever his name is they just call him that yeah boss the Bruce boss. Springsteen Bruce boss. Springsteen um, <laughs> but you know he says what are we gonna do hire only scavutzes yeah. you know <laughs> those guys are actually those are nice guys you know they're yeah. like they don't feel like she did a bad job she did a good job you know for, for her that's her first assignment right she was just like a desk person before desk agent before mm-hmm. I mean yeah, I guess she did okay she brought her in yeah it yeah will... she did she did she brought her in that's yeah. great so yeah yeah I mean I suppose it worked out in that regard. Yeah, I mean, uh, Christopher and Adriana both end up dead because of it. But, you know, aside from that, it worked out pretty well, I Jesus, guess. I know. <laughs> a bit of the heartlessness is kind of heavy. You yeah. Know what I mean, and like, but they're never able to to turn Adriana around. Uh, No, I they, guess I not. mean, they are sort of, but it never works. No. It doesn't yeah. work out. 
She's she's two for whatever reason, two into Christopher, which is just uh, you know, a bad life decision for really anyone, friends and lovers. In a lot of ways, I agree. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I do find it interesting looking back now that it is just that scene. It's Christopher putting her, his hand on Danielle's thigh. That really is like the ultimate downfall moment. That's like when it all just, that's it, you know? Yeah. But I mean, but my question is, would it have been worse for Adriana if it kept going or worse for anyone? If it kept going, like would, yeah, would Danielle know. have seen more and more? I mean, she would have been asked to be more sketchy and like do more shit. Probably, she probably would have mm. had to would have to do blow at some point. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah, I don't know because Christopher, for all his faults, is like a reason reasonably good at uh, keeping it quiet. You he know? doesn't say anything around them. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah. And Adriana's actually worse. She's like you know when you're in a cash business, right? And right. she's been telling Danielle evidently that Chrissy is in stocks, right? Which is not a cash business, from what I understand. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's trying. Bless her heart, she's trying. Well, yeah, she just really doesn't get it, though. Yeah, uh, yeah, and it's super sad too because she does like have these like personal conversations with her, and it's just all kinds of fucked up. I know it's, a it's true. And then like, and even the stuff that she says, like, you know, in subsequent episodes when when Adriana gets handed off to uh, the other agent, mm-hmm. um, who's not quite as hot. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, she says, if you need the number of that OBGYN, blah, 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 and she's like, fuck you. And she's just being mean, you know? Yeah. Yeah. They but. got her. They, they, they got her. And so she's in there on drug charges. Is that why they're like, yeah, they're, they're throwing an, an intent to distribute thing on Adriana, which I which think is, is not shit. She should have lawyered up. Right yeah, I, I know. I know. But like, you know, what would I, I don't know. I always wonder what would happen if she just went right to Christopher and was like, yo, this just happened. Like that, that it turns out Danielle's in the FBI. Like, would it have just been the same result in the end? You know, I just don't know. Well, I feel like they our, just, our homeboy Matouche really like kind of seals it for them. Yeah, I guess so. You know, in, in that sense, I mean, he, they really, they didn't like, things aren't as dire as they would be. I feel like he would just be like, yeah, just like take the drug charge. You know what I mean? Because like, yeah, because she feels like she's really in a corner. She doesn't know what to do. She's totally frightened and, and also like heartbroken because she thought she had a friend, mm-hmm. but she doesn't No. And, um, evidently Rosa Balk was playing this character. Maybe she <laughs> <laughs> would so hot. Yeah. Um, but like, she's, she's really traumatized, you know, and she doesn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, obviously the the simple answer for me is like take the drug charge. She probably wouldn't even she, if she didn't have any priors, she probably wouldn't have even gone to prison. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I feel like with the right lawyer, there's no way they would get the distribution thing on Adriana. No, it's like that's, okay, that's sorry, ridiculous. I've had a drug yeah. problem sometimes. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, I don't know. Either way, her life is effectively over from this point on. Unfortunately, yep, that's about it. Uh, as well as Cassette, <laughs> the poor dog. Um, it's Cosette. I think I keep thinking you mean like a tape cassette. Yeah, that's what I'm talking. She carries around tape cassettes all the time. <laughs> Pocket cassette, a Walkman. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, totally. It, it was the late '90s, and when I when I say that, I mean 2002, which I still consider the '90s. Felt like the late '90s. With it was the, the it cell was phones. The, the late late using. '90s. Yeah. That Nokia for lilac personal shopping. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Also, shout out to Will Arnett. Yeah. Yeah. But oh, small I'll, role but huge. Small role but huge. <laughs> One thing I wanted to bring up though was that that um, Deborah and mm-hmm. Will Arnett, Deborah and Job, basically, yeah. um, they they have a baby, mm-hmm. which is reacting in certain different types of ways throughout our tenure with Deborah. Right. Which is very interesting to me. Like at one point, the baby is more interested in Deborah when she has the crazy hair. Yep. When she's Danielle. And at, and and then, you know, like we saw in this most recent episode, she answers the phone. Um, and you know, basically like the baby has to be taken out of the room. Right. And it's like totally separate. And she's like upset that the four fucking months of work didn't work out. Um, and meanwhile, like what, at, at what cost was that, you know, to her baby? I oh, would her not being there. Yeah. And, she's like, yeah, a, she's living this like double life. I mean, that's gotta be really rough. And yeah, it's just an interesting thing that it they is, threw yeah. in there that there's this baby. Like we didn't have to know anything about her backstory. Like I don't, I don't really care. Right. Ask like that. Like, <laughs> so, but you know, right. But I'm sure the writers have, have like an entire like lifetime of stories about, about this character. Yeah. You yeah, know? yeah. 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 It's just really well done. First time she did a high dive. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it took a lot of courage. Um, 
so we should very quickly, I think, just talk about Ralphie and Janice because really Ralphie's at the at the the middle in the middle of all the problems in this episode in a lot of ways too. But he's raining the cash down, so he's out of he the is. out of the crosshairs, I think, right? I, uh, for sure, yeah. For, he's doing very well for himself and for the family in general. And but for he, his hair, he is, uh, you know, speaking of wedges, Ralphie is just a wedge in this whole and and just the order of things in general. I would say uh, that's totally true. I mean, he's just stirring shit up. You yeah, know? and he's uh, he's. Again, he's he's quite literally wedging himself into Janice, by the way, and into the Soprano family. <laughs> and Although, from what we understand, he might not be wedging himself inside of her. True. We're going to learn that soon. <laughs> we uh, Maybe it's the other way around. We yep. don't know. Yep. Um, either way, it's a mutually beneficial relationship for the two of these people because he's this this star earner in the Soprano family crew yep, yep, yep. and she's the boss's sister as he says so much in that fantastic scene where he's playing a one-on-one basketball with Vito. And, and I think that scene says so much about Ralphie cause he's just mean. You know? yeah, like, he just really is. Yeah. Vito is like, you know, I don't want to be mean, but this guy's, you know, he's way overweight. He, yeah. He's not, not he's, he's not in game shape right now. He's not gliding around the basketball court, you know, And, you know, even if he had an amazing three, it would still be difficult for him Mm -hmm. to be a professional NBA player. And like, God bless him, though. He's trying. God bless him, though. He's trying, except in the second game where he goes, come on, let's do another (laughs) one. Ralph's just mean. He's like, you got to keep playing. And he knows how hard it is on Vito. He's like a he's a really like he's a sociopath. He's a a bully. He's the bully kid. You know, totally. Highest order. Yeah. I'm sure like when he lost as a kid, it was always like. Oh, my, my, my I microphone was broken. Exactly. That's exactly where I was going with that. Exactly. His microphone was defective. By the way, if anything I say wasn't funny in this episode, it was because my microphone was defective. Yeah. Um, I, can I, had to spend, I had to spend 50% of my brain power on just like dealing with the microphone. Yeah. This podcast is rigged is what we're saying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, he's, he's a totally mean guy, but I, I and, and. He's also like really kind of gross and despicable. Like I, I love yes, the way no Tony doubt. holds up his shoe. Uh, like like, it's this, like this, this disgusting. Yeah, is he, the only thing that's missing is him like clamping his nose yeah. with his other hand. Yeah, you know? like ooh. I also just love that he knows it's Ralph immediately upon seeing the shoes. I know like, that's the Ralph's other thing. Ralph's a red Janus. <laughs> it's just amazing. <laughs> and, and and she brings up at one point like, are you offended? Are you are you uh, are you threatened that he has a sense of style yeah ralph, ralph lauren, lauren. <laughs> collegiate <laughs> uh i one little thing from that scene that i love is uh tony being saying he's like well i have a right to be concerned because your last boyfriend i had to haul out of the kitchen in a, in a trash bag which he will end up doing with ralphie Sofaretto, actually that's so, literally what he's gonna do yeah nice bit of foreshadowing i really like that spoilers and, by and the way also he's not fucking wrong like janice has the worst memory of any of them yeah and all tony wants is a little bit of peace he just wants some order yeah so that he can spend his money and put it in the bird feeder and like just everybody That's stop it. fucking everything up. You he know? just wants to lay back with some ice cream and just watch, uh, watch some movies. Just have a Sunday. Exactly. Going out in front of the friggin' TV. <laughs> That's all I want to do right now. I know. Me. I know. Um, also cr- amazing detail. Janice and Ralphie, are sitting underneath a crocheted Afghan <laughs> watching faces of death. I know. That's great. <laughs> if there isn't anything that like really says something about those two, I think that that really sums it up for me, at least they were, they were kind of perfect together. That's, that's for sure. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, I think that that about wraps up the episode. Um, it's a good one. So it is a good one. So it, go ahead. No, that's it. I was, it was just a good say, one. It's a good one. And uh, good one. I was going to say so, and I was going to just repeat everything you said back to you. That's all I was going to do there. Well, we've got, you know, some some things getting going, some things slowing down, yeah. you know, like the Adriana's whole, you know, Adriana's entire arc shifted in this episode, which is really big cool. time. Yeah. And, big and, things happening. And I, I would also like, to, I, I do love that it happens in the second episode because mm-hmm. it, there's, a, there, there must have been the temptation to drag it out and have some interesting drama happen between I don't know, Christopher and Danielle and Adriana. Um, but I would have watched that threesome. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's like smart and surprising and 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 interesting that they just that there's like, nope, that's 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 enough of that story. We're just moving moving right along. Yeah. Um so props. Props. It's really good. I mean, as we've mentioned before, we would watch them sit around and eat pizza yes. for like a few episodes. But is it important to the story? I guess not. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Sopranos wasn't big into plot anyway. No, no. Uh, so we got a couple of questions. We got a couple of questions. Okay. Or you have them this time. I have, I have one that, um, that, uh, that we got from the internet mm-hmm. that was sent to my internet. This one is from Tony, Tony macaroni. Okay. I like that. 
Yeah. Um, one of the questions from Tony, Tony Macaroni is, do we, do we feel bad for Adriana in this mm. case? And that's an interesting question. Cause she's, she's, she's not smart. I don't know if smart's the right word for her. Yeah. She's not smart. I do. I, I, I kind of do feel bad for her. She's, yeah. she's the closest thing aside from like Melfi to an innocent person on the show. That's true. I mean, she, she just like wants certain things, but like yeah. at the same time, like she knows what's going on. Yeah. She, I mean, she's benefited from the lifestyle for sure. I, I, I mean, that's why I say I don't, I mean, she's not like innocent, innocent, but you right. know, she's not as, she's like not at a Carmela level of like complicit yet. And that's she, just, she just wants to have like a house and a little dog named tape cassette with Christopher. Like, <laughs> why is that? Just, that's not such a bad thing. That's the thing. Yeah. But at the same time, I do have a little bit of that Danielle vibe in me where, um, I'm like, come on. Yeah. That, that bracelet. Cause like, You're right. I mean, I none- keep looking at these women and all they do is hang out and wear jewelry. Right. Yeah. And none of them really worked for it. I would, I, I guess from like a working class perspective. Yeah. It's kind of like, well, fuck you. Like, yeah. what did you really do? You got, Oh, you, got, you have a club. You started this yourself. Oh no. Your boyfriend got it for you from like a, a, a guy gambling who started dad. it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. This is the Woody Guthrie podcast, by the way. <laughs> so, so. Um, but it, it is sad. I would say it's, it's like a, a kind of classic tragic story in a lot of ways. You yeah. know, she just, she just loved her, her man. And, you know, he just tells his mafia boss to kill her. That's it. You know, yeah, and so. that's good. That's good. Uh, uh, what do you got? Uh, I have. Uh, let me see. Well, I have. Uh, I have one. This is from uh, at R R W Benjata, and he just wants to know who ate the lo mein. We never. That's a big Sopranos mystery from last season that we never. We never got into. Fuck! Wow. Well, I wonder who really did actually eat that lo mein. Real, real fan alert over here. <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb here. Okay. Okay. You ready, Tony. You think, I think Tony I, ate it and I forgot think about he it? totally ate it and forgot. <laughs> That's actually probably a great call. That's a great call. I was going to say, like, maybe Polly. I actually don't feel like Polly would do that. Polly doesn't seem like a low main guy. No. He's a slice guy. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right, actually. Pro- Tony probably fucking ate it, forgot about it, and then <laughs> broke the refrigerator. <laughs> he thought that he still had it. Unless, like, Georgie came back there one day and. I feel like Georgie knows that, like, even more than, like, the ice thing. Yeah, which we didn't talk about. We didn't but, talk about the ice thing. I yeah. can't believe it. Poor Georgie. <laughs> I know. My God. But actually, we should mention that scene real quick. We should. It's, it's from it. last week, but we should mention it right now. But yeah. like Georgie, the no, Tony, I don't. <laughs> like, like the way, ice. It, you know, it waters the, the drinks he, down. The way he delivers those lines, though, I feel like it's he's it's a brilliant performance. It, it really like, is. It actually really the, is. The way he like tap dances between like, I don't want to get my ass kicked. But I'm like kind of standing up for myself. Right. But I'm also like just I'm trying. I'm agreeing with you. Right. No, it doesn't <laughs> grow on trees, you know, and you're just like, oh, oh my, God. my God, he's going to get beaten up so fast. Yeah. So good. So, <laughs> so, so, so good. John D. Rockefeller. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Shout out to Georgie. Shout, shout out to Georgie. Yeah, I, I guess you're probably right, though. It probably was Tony. That's a great call. It's a really good question. I actually think yeah, no fucking scene you just figured out a, a, a almost a decade and a half long <laughs> mystery that, that people have been talking about for a long time. Boy, I, I'm finally going to have something to talk about at Thanksgiving this year. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, on our podcast, we figured out what Chinese food people yes. ate. They're like, no one cares. Uh, do you have another one from 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 the, from anyone from else? My internet, from your internet. Got, you have um, a different internet. I've now. got one that says, "Wasn't that barf scene epic?" Yes, it was. Um, also, it, why do you think Carmelo? Someone wrote Carmelo. That's fucking great. <laughs> why do you think Carmelo isn't more vocal about Jackie Junior's death and the effect it had on Meadow? Interesting, uh, because I think she probably knows deep down what happened as well, yeah. and she doesn't want to talk about that, right? Yeah, would, and also she wants Meadow to work at TCBY. Right. <laughs> she just wants that free yogurt. <laughs> TCBY is good. Uh, I have one. This is this is a kind of broad one, so maybe we'll, this might just be something we talk about as, as the show just goes on. Uh, friend of the show, at Yardy316, he's had a question before. Would a seventh season or a one-off special work without Gandolfini? Could they do more Sopranos without James Gandolfini? So what do you mean? Like have like, like Alec Baldwin play Tony Soprano or something? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's it's up to your with, you and your imagination here. If, uh, <laughs> without the character? Huh. I, I don't think it would. I think that a lot of people have talked about how they would love to see like a junior, uh, you know, prequel type series. And I'm, I'm always against that. I don't, I'm always against it, too. Yeah. I don't think a junior Johnny Boy thing is anywhere near as interesting as people think it would be. No. And I also think that um, 
I also think that what makes The Sopranos so interesting is that it's a mob story about now mm-hmm. that or then yeah, what it still feels like now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was like a year ago, right? Yeah. It's a mob story. That's like, that felt really current. Right. And it like really dealt with what was going on at the moment. Like, right. I don't need another, you know, I feel like, I feel like any moment now they're going to make Goodfellas into a TV show. Yeah. You know, on it, CBS, yeah. it's going to be super shitty. Exactly. And like, I, we don't need to rehash that anymore. Like no. I don't need to see a guy get hit with a baseball bat or with, like, like some doo wop in the background. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, even those throwback scenes in Sopranos, I'm I, they're kind of snoozers to me. Yeah, you know? they're not like my the, favorite. The Jefferson airplane and stuff, and yep. like it's just too like like gold, you know, hued. Yeah, and like tinted and all that stuff. And I think that the cool part is that it's just like, they're like yelling at each other and their cell phones aren't, don't have the correct reception. Exactly. They, yeah. they have to worry about cookies right. <laughs> on the internet and stuff <laughs> that like cookie that. Cookie shit scares me. Yeah. It's, uh, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah. And I, I, I hope they would never recast Tony, but I, I do think in, in a really sad, scary way, we all have to prepare ourselves for, the reboot eventually like that's a very real possibility yeah that we'll i know see. let's so hope just, wh- whoever played hunter scangarello it's going to be in your <laughs> hands in 50 years right yeah and Maybe. let's hope that she doesn't have a gambling problem or something and won't sell the rights <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> right so. uh so yeah i i hope to just i actually as sad as it as sad as it is to say i hope to never see a new sopranos episode again as no much, of course know. not um i love the show obviously from the ones from the episodes i've seen um, yeah. So to recap the episode, love the show. Right. <laughs> think yeah. It's, think it's good. Yeah. So I think our, our answers are no. We that it would not work. I don't think. I forget how it was phrased, but I'll go with without no. Gandolfini. The answer is no. Yeah, I would say that without Gandolfini. Yeah, and like frankly, you know, I don't think anyone wants to play those characters again. They did it mm. for so long. Yeah. I mean, I th- oh, actually the, the actual guy, cast. The yeah. guy that played v- Vito would probably do it, but like <laughs> in a heartbeat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's just he's you know he's probably in his dressing room like. If anything happened to James, God, <laughs> God forbid. You know? They're going to want my ass. Want my ass. <laughs> all right. Well, that's as good a time as any to, to call it quits for tonight. Oh, uh, all right. No it. show. Yeah, we, we have had, had it. it. Um, we'll be back next week to talk about quite possibly the fan consensus worst episode of the show. Chris, the Christopher, the, uh, the Columbus episode. Oh boy. What a drag. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen it in a while, but I even, even I don't like this, this episode all that much. Not, it's got some problems. It's got some problems. It's got some problems, but it's fun to see the crew working together. Let's just, True. let's just say that there's some funny Ralphie moments with a uh, certain native American poster, which is great, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. And a hot secretary. Yeah. Um, okay. So that is no show. Uh, as always, Twitter thing, iTunes thing, uh, you know, send us questions. Seriously. Any question yeah, at real. all. We need more questions uh, and they can quite literally be about anything. So and we've got some new things that we're going to do this season. True. Almost ready. Yep. And uh, I, we think you're going to be really excited about it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like it's all you're going to be thinking about until they. You, you guys believe me? <laughs> uh, yeah, we're going to do. Uh, we're going to. We're going to do prizes this year. Is what we're going to do. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be like a cereal box with a prize at the exactly, bottom. Exactly. Yeah. And we're the cereal box, and there's a prize. Right. Yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, thanks for listening. Oh wait, no. Sorry, I'm not saying thank you. We don't say thank you no, anymore. No, I've had it. Yeah, I've had it with this yeah. episode. You'll That's- be back next week. We both know it. All right. Oh, God. All right. All right. Fine. That is it. Uh, I guess I'll just have to tweet and subscribe and like and all that shit. All that stuff. Yes. So perhaps some people who are listening ought to give that a shot (laughs) as well. If you feel like it. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Uh, That is it. This is No Fucking ZD signing off. Okay. Bye. That's a new thing we're starting. Bye. (laughs) Signing off. If a tinker was my trade, would I still find you? I'd be carrying the pot you made, following behind you. Save your love through.